Hi there, it's Memory from Friends Abroad Relationship School. I hope you are all doing well and you are healing your attachment styles, your codependency and integrating your shadow. So today, excuse me, I wanted to talk about your anxious attachment style or your anxiety in relationships. So you are this person who we can also call codependent. Perhaps in your relationship, when your partner is not reaching out, you get really agitated and you start to act out. Maybe you call them many times and do not even give them time to respond. And if they haven't responded in the time frame that you are expecting them to respond, you text a million times. <laughs> I, you try to even drive to where they live to find out what they are up to. I've been there myself. I've done this before. I've been, you know, that, um, that crazy girlfriend, that crazy woman, that crazy partner. And in the, at the time, I probably didn't realize how unhelpful that behavior is. So what happens really when you are anxious is that you are trying to soothe yourself when something is not happening in your own time. You have got this sense of agency and you don't have any patience. You want things to happen there and then in your own time. And that is a controlling behavior. <clears throat> so to counter your anxiety or to heal your anxiety, where you can call someone so many times, where you can demand to know where someone is, where you want someone to do what you want in your certain timeline, within a certain period of time, where you are actually harassing your partner. Because when you do these things and you start to control and you want someone to be with you, it shows that you don't trust them and you can end up abusing them. You need to realize that abuse starts in very subtle ways and in ways that we don't realize that we are abusing someone. So what I want to invite you to do about your anxious attachment style is to detach or to lean back. What I mean by this is <clears throat> you want to focus inwards rather than go outside to soothe. Because the reason why you are anxious is not necessarily because of the person that is behaving in the way that they are behaving or a partner who is not calling you or texting you. You have your anxiety already, but it has been triggered. <clears throat> that is what happens. And so what you want to do is you want to soothe this anxiety to parent yourself. 
Because we know that our triggers come from unmet needs in our childhood. So what we need to do is to self-parent. And how do we self-parent that anxiety? We go within rather than take action. We have a tool called the Sift Sam, or you can do it in any other way which is similar. So what you want to do when you've got overwhelming emotions, rather than do something, do nothing in terms of action, but go within and sit with the discomfort. And when you are doing this, you are actually spending quality time with your inner child. That is where the self-parenting starts. The next thing you need to do is to identify your trigger scale. What is your scale, distress scale, on a scale of 0 to 10? 0 being calm and 10 being very distressed, extremely distressed. Document that or internalize that. And then the next thing you need to do is to identify what might have, what are the pre-triggers. What happens is, like I said to you, you already have your anxiety, it's pre-existing. So you've got an anxious attachment style, that's a pre-trigger, unhealed trauma. And the other pre-trigger can be ignoring red flags. Most of the time in these relationships, we have seen that we are probably not good for each other or this person has got certain behaviors, but we tend to stay in this relationship when we know that actually it doesn't look like we are a good match. So that is a pre-trigger, ignoring red flags. And you might also have children at home. Those are pre-triggers. Um, you might have... Um, some other issue that's going on in your life that can also contribute to how to your anxiety. And you also want to ask yourself if you've got a tool or self-care to practice to improve your emotional baseline. As I say, just like food, our emotional dimension of existence need to be addressed every day. In order to improve or to have a healthy psychological dimension or existence, we need to have certain healthy self-care practices every day. Do you practice self-care daily? Because if you don't, if you have a, don't have a tool for improving your emotional baseline, you are likely to be triggered by even less triggering things or any situation that would not normally trigger you. Or if it does trigger you sometimes, the impact can be worse because you don't have a protective coating in the form of self-care. So lean into your sensations, images, feelings and thoughts and identify what you feel your bodily response to this 
trigger or this anxiety. Describe what you are feeling. Ask yourself questions. Why? Why are you feeling this way? Or why are you anxious? You can identify an unmet need in your childhood that's causing you to feel as you are feeling. While you might have been triggered in this moment, the root itself is in your childhood. That's where you learned this anxiety. That's where you got or acquired this anxiety. What you need to do next is to soothe yourself because when you are triggered and anxious and you are in a relationship, perhaps you are waiting for someone to contact you or something is happening. In that moment, you become like a child who is distressed. So what you want to do immediately is to soothe yourself. And you soothe yourself first with deep breathing. You apply five love languages. Already you are actually spending quality time with your inner child, with your trigger and your anxiety. You are not contacting this person. You are not trying to make anything happen. You are focusing inwards. Use five love languages and five senses to calm yourself down in this moment. Just like what you would do if you saw a child who is distressed and anxious, hug them, tell them you love them, and tell them you are there for them, and um, make them a nice cup of tea, make sure they are warm, and stay with them. That's what you need to do for yourself. Most of the time we don't realize that we need to stay with ourselves when we are triggered, when we are anxious. We need to be the parent that we need. When you have calmed yourself down, you also need to apply the dichotomy of control, internal locus of control. And again, this is you soothing yourself and addressing your trigger. Ask yourself for some reframes. What is within my control? If I do nothing, if I don't contact this person, what happens? Because that's the answer that you need. And if you are telling yourself they won't, if I don't contact them, they won't contact me. That's fine. Because if they don't contact you, you know they are not into you. Rather than you doing all the work to keep the relationship going. This is just an example. And ask yourself why you have to take action. And you might realize that you actually don't need to because you maybe have contacted this person before several times and they are not responding. No amount of contacting someone is going to change the situation. You need to focus on yourself and let this person choose. In relationships, we choose each other. So allow them to choose what they want to do. The next thing that you do is you create intermediate and long-term solutions. You do a catharsis um, and you create feel-good hormones, endorphins, while you are doing your sift So intermediate solutions include 
committing to your self-care, love on three levels. Continue to self-parent, continue to seek support in the intermediate circle, and continue to also support others in the greater good. Learn to manage your agency and anxiety. Learn to detach, learn to pause, learn to breathe so that you are not acting on that anxiety. And this is something you do every day. Each time you feel like, I want to text him, I want to text him, I want to text him. Stop. Breathe. Go within and self-parent. Also, identify the reason for this anxiety in your relationship. Although it's from your childhood, there is also something that might have triggered it in this particular relationship. Is this someone who is inconsistent? Identify the reason why you are constantly anxious or you are anxious right now in this relationship. So what you do then, you need to create solutions about that, that particular problem that you have identified, that challenge that you have identified in the relationship that's causing you to be anxious. Do you need to step back for a while and observe? And while you step back and observe, try to inspire, try to appreciate what they are doing right, Try to do something like that instead of coming from a place of challenging somebody and try to tell them what to do. You are better off appreciating the little that they do. Thank you so much. That feels good to know. That feels good to hear. I have spent lovely time with you. I've enjoyed my time with you. Inspire them. Appreciate them. Even if they don't turn out to be the right person for you, at least you'll have used them as a training ground. You learn in the relationship that you are in right now. We don't have other training grounds for relationship. We are not going to relationship schools and staying there in boarding school to learn relationship. We learn where we are, whether with our immediate circle or with the relationship that we are in. Utilize this opportunity to learn to show up better for yourself. You might need to express yourself using feeling statements, show vulnerability, but do not flood. That's the difference. Do you need to create an inner boundary with a timeline? Because if you realize that there is inconsistency in the relationship or something is causing that anxiety, you need to have an inner boundary instead of going outside and create a timeline for yourself to say, if within this period nothing has changed in this relationship, I might need to move on. Or if this has happened in this time, time in this timeline, I am going to have to look for someone who can do this for me, for example. Then long term, you are in your trigger in this moment. You have soothed you and calmed yourself. You need to create solutions. Solutions will help you to calm down because the reason why you can stay distressed or anxious is because you don't have a plan. You don't know what you are going to do about this situation with someone who is constantly letting you down. So sit with your trigger, self-parent, as well as create a plan about this situation.
so that you don't keep getting anxious if you then are anxious next time again remember that you've made a promise to yourself soothe your inner child and tell your inner child we've got a plan in hand we are going to look into this for the next three weeks one month and if there's no change you and i are free to go and we can look for someone else you have a plan in place and you can say at the moment let's continue self-care let's continue to live in the moment let's continue to appreciate this person for what they are doing let's use this opportunity to train ourselves and also not to rush to conclusions perhaps we are also contributing to their pulling away or to their distancing because we might be putting pressure on them long term continue love on three levels do not attach to outcomes and what that means is you want to be honest with yourself about the situation is there an improvement yes then continue to inspire but do not attach this person to your goals if there is no improvement you need to consider that timeline that you created for the intermediate and say to yourself the time has come now I need to take action I need to go you don't need to continue telling someone that they are doing something wrong or they need to step up and be better for the relationship or that they need to do the right thing by you that is control behavior that can become abusive because when someone is clearly showing you that they are not meeting your needs and they are consistently not meeting your needs they are choosing they are choosing and if you try to force them to meet your needs or to try to keep telling them then you are just trying to force matters you are trying to to force outcomes and you will be unhappy allow other people to choose what is best for them maybe that's all that they had for you and they are done maybe that's the only time the whole time you were supposed to spend with them let go the reason why we can struggle in relationships sometimes is because we overstay we stay too long in situations that we are supposed to live a long time ago and because now we are paddling upstream we are unhappy because it's painful when you go upstream it's hard it's hard work so you need to realize to have insight and discern and identify that this relationship might have reached its use by date you want also to consider next time in your next relationship relationships that do not trigger your anxiety if you notice red flags let go early on so that you don't stay there and then become resentful while you are getting anxious every day frying your nervous system identify what's causing your anxiety the situation is it a deal breaker then leave if it's a deal breaker sometimes you might even want to leave the moment you have done your sift sam you have sat down with your inner child the next stage might be that you are saying i think i've done enough here i need to leave and sometimes that's what other people need to come back to you and do right by you the problem is when we stay too long in a situation people don't respect us if you overstay in a relationship it shows desperation and the other person might think that you don't have a life 
And so they take you for granted and they lose respect for you. So go where you are respected. Go where you are appreciated, not tolerated. If you are, your anxiety is being triggered each and every day, then you don't really want to traumatize yourself. Remember, the body keeps score. You will make yourself ill. You end up with dementia in, later in life. You end up with all sorts of problems because you just wanted to be with somebody, one person where you can meet other people in this life. So it is important that if you're an anxious person, you avoid relationships that trigger you. Avoid relationships with avoidant people that are avoiding you. Sometimes, you know, it's not that the person is actually avoid and attached. They might just be avoiding you because they are not fully in. So discern, be adult enough to identify that you are actually not in the right place. We go to places and we decide, I don't like it here. Why don't we do that in relationships? I don't like it here because it doesn't feel good to me. You go somewhere and people don't treat you right. You don't stay there. Why do we do that in our relationships? We know this relationship is triggering anxiety. Why do we keep staying in those relationships? Why are we so desperate to settle in situations where we don't feel safe? In situations with people who do not consider our needs? It is important that as adults, we start protecting ourselves. Children can't protect themselves. When we were children, where we acquired this attachment style, we couldn't protect ourselves. But as adults, we need to apply the same principles we apply at work and in other areas where there are rules and, and frameworks to adhere to. We need to apply them in our relationships so that we do relationships differently, so that we safeguard ourselves. We are learning about childhood trauma the impact of childhood trauma, the consequences in the body and mind. So we need to be mindful. And we also need to want something good for ourselves, a quality life. And you can't have a quality life when you are constantly anxious, when you are in a relationship where you are hypervigilant, always monitoring somebody, what are they up to now? What are they doing now? Are they going to come to me? Is he going to let me down? Is she going to do what she did last week? Why do we do that to ourselves? Sometimes we are actually very intelligent human beings who are in, in great jobs, high status. We've got so much going for ourselves elsewhere except relationships where we end up in situations where we are thinking, if we applied these same principles that we are applying to our relationship in our business, in our job, would be fired, would go broke, wouldn't be in the business anymore. So it's important that we start taking care of ourselves. It's important that we start doing things differently. It's important that we start identifying self-sabotaging behaviors and actually acting in our best interest. I hope that was helpful. And I hope this month you start looking into uh, this, uh, these attachment styles and, and, um, and their behaviors. What I would like to say to all of you is that you shouldn't really be bogged down by the labels. 
attachment styles, codependency, shadow work, alignment, whatever you want to call it. It doesn't matter. Just pay attention to your behavior. How are you behaving? Is it helpful to you? And if not, how do you want to behave? And what can you do to achieve that? That is all you want to do. Those words, attachment styles and so forth, they don't really matter. It's all the same. It's behavior we need to manage. We need to manage, we need to work towards virtue and emotional intelligence and self-love. Those are the only three things that can help us to attain a well-meaning life, a quality life. If we get those right, emotional intelligence, self-love and virtue, we are done. We are done. We will be as happy as Larry. I hope that's helpful. And I hope I see you soon. And thank you for watching, Liz, and anyone else who's watching Quality Life Before Relationships. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Hi there. It's Nenri from Friends Abroad Relationship School. So I'm still on this anxious attachment um, track. And um, I thought I would share something, especially when you have a problem and you are anxious attached. Uh, maybe you have a conflict in your relationship, you fight with a lover or your partner. The important thing that you want to do is to create space. You want to eventually learn how to pause and not fight, but to express yourself when you are calm to learn not to say anything when you're upset but to wait until you have parented yourself and then you go to your partner and you communicate your needs but if you have had a fight try to create space try to give the other person space and try to parent yourself and soothe yourself and calm yourself do your own thing avoid focusing on trying to reach out or trying to resolve issues give them space and when they are ready they will come back to you and then you can recommence communication there is nothing wrong at all with being apart that actually is what you need especially with your anxious attachment in order to learn to do things differently you need to deliberately create space. Even when you are finding it difficult, create space in your relationship. Let your partner be on their own or with other people and go and do your own thing. Be okay with your partner having friends and hanging out with other people without you. Be okay with your partner talking to people online or anywhere without you thinking that they are in a relationship with these people. Your partner does not want to have a relationship with many people. Your partner wants to have a relationship with you. But the problem is people can end up looking elsewhere because they feel pressure, because they don't feel trusted, because they don't feel like they can do anything right in your relationship. If someone does not feel like they are doing anything right, they feel like a failure, and therefore, they look for someone else where they can do the right thing, where they are appreciated, where they feel good. All these go together. So it is important 
that you are aware of how you are showing up in your relationship. Do not try to hold on to someone, to cling to someone as if your breathing depends on it or depends on them. Don't try to force outcomes. Don't try to control another person to tell them what to do, to always want to be with them, to ask them to give you answers. If you have had an argument or a problem, how do you think talking to them there and then is going to help anything? They need time to reflect on what has happened. They need to digest the situation. And this also applies to you. You need to digest what has happened. You need to sit with what has happened and to learn from it on your own. And then you come together later and you have a discussion and that's how you can resolve the issue. If you behave like children who want to have answers there and then, instant gratification, you are not going to resolve any issues because you are still both upset, you are still both angry and all you are looking for is soothing, reassurance that, oh, they are still talking to you. Let them not talk to you for a day. Let them not talk to you for two days, three days. Let them be upset and then they will come to you. And also, as they do not talk to you, you can also identify their conflict resolution patterns whether it is helpful for the relationship or not. And that is the information that you need to know that this is the right person for you. Because you don't want a person who goes away for so many days and they stop talking to you and then they come back. It means that they are challenged in their conflict resolution skills. Because people who can communicate can want space for a brief period and then they will re-engage with you when they are ready. Because they will have reflected on the situation. I hope that was helpful. And I hope you continue to identify healthy behaviors that you can adopt in your anxiety in order to improve your relationship outcomes. Quality life before relationship.